Despite progress in nearly every other area of highway safety, a recent study says that speeding continues to be a factor in about a third of traffic deaths every year. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with a look. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're joined by Jonathan Atkins, spokesman for the Governor's Highway Safety Association, which conducted the study. Jonathan, how many lives are lost each year due to speeding? Well, it varies, but in 2010, it was 10,530. Over the last 30 years, it's been anywhere from 10 to 13,000 people every year. That's, you know, 10 to 13,000 people that we're losing from our families every single year. And why is it that other factors in traffic deaths have been declining, but speeding has not? Well, we've talked about nationally and focused a lot on seatbelt use, on drunk driving, on teen drivers. We started to address cell phone use while driving. But speed has been really the stepmother, so to speak, of highway safety. It hasn't gotten much attention. Several individual states have increased speed limits in the past few years. Is that a concern? It is a concern. You know, you want to see generally speeds going down. Seven states have increased speed limits since we last looked at the issue in 2005. So it's sort of another sign of the trend going the wrong direction. Interstate highway speed limits range from anywhere from, what, 65 to, I think, in certain states, 85 miles an hour. What is the optimum speed that you would like to see as an organization? We don't have an optimum speed, but it's based on the road conditions. There's a complicated engineering formula that goes to setting speed limits, but it should be about the roadway and about safety, not just about convenience. Our recommendation to states is just to sort of look at the speed limits and make sure that they are appropriate. How has the economy affected this problem? Well, we don't know for sure, but we do suspect that the economy has actually made it better in the sense that people tend to slow down a little bit to get better gas mileage. Prior to this year, people have been driving less, and when they are driving, it's mostly probably driving to work and driving to things they really need to get to. It's not some of the optional trips. Typically, it's going to be more daytime driving, which is also safer. So a down economy is actually good for highway safety, saving lives. Your report notes that just 11 states now have aggressive driver laws. Maybe you can explain what that entails. Aggressive driver laws include things like following too closely, tailgating, and speeding. It's typically when you do more than one thing. Some states have strengthened a statute to refer to it as aggressive driving, so those typically have higher penalties. But states have been pretty slow to pass these laws. We just had one enacted since we last looked at the issue in 2005. Only about 14 states allow automated enforcement, which many taxpayers view as just another way to grab money from drivers. What automated enforcement measures can actually save lives? Well, automated enforcement or speed cameras, as they're more readily known, do save a lot of lives, and they actually save money because less traditional enforcement is needed. So that's one of the things that we want states to look at is to see if perhaps these cameras can be used a little more broadly But they really should only be used in areas where there have been a lot of crashes and where there's a need. We're not looking for a broad increase in speed cameras. Jonathan, the Governor's Highway Safety Administration report makes two recommendations to states and three to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the federal government. Maybe you can run through those quickly. Sure. We'd like states to start addressing speed through aggressive driving programs. When you talk about speed as part of aggressive driving, the public tends to pay more attention and tends to be more supportive. And we'd also like to see states target their speed enforcement in school and work zones. That's really one of the most dangerous places, and the public supports 
speed enforcement in these areas. We'd like to see the federal government conduct a high visibility enforcement campaign similar to the click it or ticket campaigns that we're all very familiar with every Memorial Day. We'd also like to see the federal government promote best practices with speed cameras to show how they can be used and how they can be used fairly and effectively. And then finally, we'd like to have a national forum to really address this issue and to develop an action plan to share some best practices and tools and to get a strategy going forward so five years from now we're not talking about the same problem. Is there one single obstacle that's the biggest thing in terms of addressing speeding? The biggest obstacle to addressing speed is simply that the public isn't with us. Typically on other highway safety issues, the public is with us. The public sees speed enforcement as the gotcha, as a way to raise revenue. They don't equate driving fast with other types of dangerous behavior like drinking and driving. Jonathan Atkins, spokesman for the Governor's Highway Safety Association. Is there some place where folks can read this report online? Yes, they can go on our website, which is ghsa.org. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. You're very welcome. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at talkzone.com. Internet services provided by pair.com. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Taryn McCall and Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.